Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Forward Unto Quan, the podcast about Halo, the series, now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I am Tyler Monaghan, and as always, I am joined by Megan Watt. Hi, Megan. Hi. And this week, we have a very special episode of Forward Unto Quan. Our usual uh, third member of our fire team, Cicero Holmes, is taking a break this weekend. Uh, and I'm really excited that this week we are joined instead by Sarah Norris. Hi, Sarah. Hi guys. Uh, Sarah is a friend of mine, and I think he's going to bring a little bit different perspective to uh, Halo than sort of Megan Cicero and I have as like big, long-time, multi-decade fans of the franchise. And so we'll talk a little bit about that. And then, of course, we'll dive into this week's episode of Halo the series, which was called uh, Inheritance. Um, so... Let's jump right into uh, our kind of Halo Universe segment. Each week, you, we start forward onto Quan with a little bit of our own uh, Halo experiences and memories uh, sort of beyond the show. Sarah, you are on the hot seat this week. So tell us about your experience and kind of memories of Halo. Uh, did you play the games? Have you read any, any books or comics or anything outside of the games? And, and what did you sort of expect coming into Halo the series? Yeah, so I'm pretty much a noob when it comes to Halo. I think I was in middle school when it got really popular with a lot of my cousins and like guys in middle school. But I was more of a Mario person, sadly. So I really only got glimpses of other people playing Halo. And so my experience with the show is all very new. I've gotten very invested, though, and I've started looking up more lore and trying to find someone with an Xbox that would let me play it my cousins don't have those anymore but <laughs> that's that's sort of like a rite of passage actually is is like trying to get someone else to let you use their xbox to play halo so that's that sounds good yeah so I you're know. coming into this backwards like you started watching halo the show and that got you interested in halo it did yeah i am very oh, invested cool. to see in like how the game actually functions and like where the show is pulling from because i'm sure it's not the whole game saga but I'm very invested now. I don't know if she was like at all influenced by me texting her repeatedly, being like, "You should, you should watch Halo the series." Um, so, uh, speaking of the series itself, before we get into this week's episode in particular, Sarah, just kind of uh, if you could just share some of your general thoughts and kind of any anything in particular that has stood out to you. Um, you know, there's been things that have stood out to us, like battle scenes and the Cortana program and and the whole Halsey and Keys family drama. Um, and I'm just really curious whether any of these stood out to you as like really cool or really confusing as sort of a newcomer. Um, and, and just, you know, related to that, do you feel like you're watching a show that you can enjoy in its own right? Or are you always like kind of super aware that it's, it's like this adaptation and has these other maybe expectations attached to it? I personally feel like I can watch it on its own. I think the moment that got me hooked was very early when the Covenant just killed Quan's friends in very brutal, aggressive ways. That is not what I expected when I went into the show. And it's probably a little ter like terribly gory that that is what kept me watching it. Look, that's <laughs> you're, a good yeah, you're draw to a show. I mean, you that that kind of surprise I mean that's what hit me about the the TV show The Boys when it's like you think it's going one direction and then something just stunningly brutal happens to a character that you thought would be very important I mean well no no better hook than that 
<laughs> yeah, I think people were so into that scene that actually now people are like bombarding the developer of like the current Halo game and like telling them like they should make the plasma pistol like the weapon that made Quan's head's like friend explode. Like they're like you should make it do that in the game because it kind of it kind of <laughs> doesn't. Uh, but yeah, so you're not alone yeah. in like that scene definitely drawing you kind of like into the universe. Yeah, so definitely that. I had to text Tyler afterwards because I got pretty invested in some of the people of Madrigal that were immediately killed. But I think that and the Halsey Keys family, I want so many more answers to so many questions that I have. And I'm just so invested to see where Halsey goes with, does she love her child? Yeah, does she let's... love her research? I think we're is both really interested in this theme too. Yeah, yeah, is she a Yeah, exactly. So like what are some of those things that you're waiting to see? I mean, I guess you just sort of you sort of outlined them, but like I'm I'm just really curious. Like let's let's spend a second on the Halsey and Keys family. Like what's caught your attention there and like you know, you mentioned I know you've like researched sort of like you read other people's reviews and like you see what people are saying on the internet about stuff. So like what what's just, you know, what stood out to you? I mean, the biggest thing for me is trying to figure out if Halsey actually cares about Miranda and the point when she helps her to the ship um, during the battle scene. And I can't remember where the location was, but during that battle scene, when they were trying to get the artifact, Mm -hmm. I'm like, is this an act of motherly love or is this somehow some way to protect the artifact that we as viewers just don't see yet? It's just they've made her such a ruthless character that I'm struggling to see it being an act of love in any way. Yeah, yeah. I was I was just uh, talking to somebody uh, recently who uh, has not been, you know, keeping up with forward under Quan, and they they were like, yeah, they've really done a good job of making Halsey like not the best. Like she's sort of morally ambiguous in this one, and I was like, is she? Like I don't. I think that's you know like a gross like to me like you talk like top five you know historical all time super villains that she's like in, she's in that conversation. You know, um, she's such a. She's such, she's such a Bond villain. And yeah, we talked a little bit on this show about whether that was just like sort of the bare minimum biological motherhood instinct kicking in. Um, and, and you know, whether if she had had more of a clear cut choice, like a Mass Effect style choice between the artifact and going and saving Miranda, uh, which one she would have chose. Um, yeah, I was 100% uh, sure that it was. I mean, I, I, I praised her. I was I was saying th- this is our first right. example that she's got humanity within her. But yeah, you then seemed like next... almost relieved. Yeah, but then the next episode, she right. uses Miranda to scan her iris, and it made me think, oh, is she just saving her as a potential resource, like a, as a as a backup? I, yeah, right, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know, yeah. And then so... you you know sh- told me that. Uh, that that's about the barest minimum line you can have as a mother and it's like yeah right if if that's just primitive primitive instinct is it actually love yeah and i'm not even sure yeah i'm not even sure how much it's on purpose but i do like that the show is making us ask these questions and to me it is sort of ambiguous like whether she was making a choice and like that did anything to harm the mission or whether that was like it sort of to me seemed like she couldn't really help anyway. And so you might as well go help Miranda into the ship, but it's just fun that it makes us sort of ask these questions about the characters without like in your face caricature type of answers. Um, 
Megan, you made the perfect segue into this week's episode when you mentioned <clears throat> um, Halsey using her weird bionic contact lens to spy on and record Miranda. Um, but we are going to have to wait another week for some of those answers because we got a, a super Quan, all Quan all the time episode. Um, this week's episode, as I mentioned, was called Inheritance. And listeners, this is your spoiler warning. If you have not yet seen this week's episode of Halo, we are going to keep talking like this. And if you get spoiled, it's your own fault. Um, so like I mentioned, this was a uh, very quan heavy episode so we're going to talk a little bit about some of the uh like events and stuff quan did and some of the uh encounters that her and soren had together in this episode and then we'll break for our uh wonderful segment the dumb episode review and then we'll wrap up by talking a little bit about some of the more meaning and spiritual side of this episode of halo and what it means for the rest of the halo story that that is being told in this season's arc uh so Let's get started uh, with this week's episode uh, and and kind of the Soren and Quan part of it. To me, this is an episode that felt like it had two very different like experiences. Like there was a first part that I didn't like so much, and then there was sort of a, a later part. Basically, once Soren shows up with Quan, I actually sort of personally enjoyed uh, some of what happened there. But to quickly recap, um, Quan. This was the dumbest, the dumbest Jeep driving scene I've ever seen. They're trying to make it seem like she's speeding through smoke, but the smoke isn't even like moving past the vehicle that she's in. And then she drives into a dust storm with no like eye protection and is totally just she unaffected. barely even squints. And then she slams on the brakes and doesn't even like move in her seat. And it was just, like I hate to be, you know, like we've talked a lot about like it's sci-fi. You can overlook stuff like that, but you know, a word that I think has come up sometimes is distracting. And for me it was just like you know like you're in a vehicle you press the brakes like your body moves like act like you're pressing the brakes like we've all done that we've all been in vehicles that have decelerated it just drove me a little bit nuts but anyway um she's driving through this cloud of dust and she gets sort of abducted ish she gets a bag put over her head but then they're like take her out and are cool with her and like let her threaten their leader and stuff like that uh by but anyway by they i mean these desert dwelling spiritual folk the mystics who hold the secret to her father's uh identity slash purpose uh which i guess is why the episode's called inheritance like i said we'll talk more about that kind of meaning meaning part of the episode uh second uh and about the weird portal and and stuff um but <laughs> so so back to our plot with Quan. uh soren has this weird encounter with this guy squirrel who uh like i don't know is his partner but thinks he, he's gotten a little too big for his britches or something whatever it's so it's so weird um but soren finds Quan again basically that's what i want to talk about in this part of the episode uh and and right after soren finds Quan and says if i found you so can venture Venture shows up and finds Quan. Um, so together, uh, Quan and Soren fight off Venture's goons. They blow up the sky pipe and they seem to head their separate ways at the end of the episode. Uh, so Megan, Venture's, you know, long awaited death is here. Was was he a successful villain for you in this show? Kind of our number two bad, I guess, at this point. Uh, and why or why not? Yeah, it's unfortunate. I really like that actor. Um, I thought he was great in The Expanse. Apparently, he plays a good uh, sci-fi authority figure who's very clearly got uh, nefarious motives. Um, 
first, I, I, I do want to make a, a, a quick aside that I have mm-hmm. no idea what that D-plot was about or why it was there. I don't understand why Soren left the planet and then came back. I... It's it. I mean, so How know, I he... watch with my wife Julia, and and I both of us thought it felt a little um, offensive, almost like playing on like these Eastern European tropes of like this. Uh, they they seem just ob- objectively silly and ridiculous, and like not having it together. Um, yeah, and I I didn't get it. But I I just don't. I, I thought it was a flashback at first, and then they're like, "So you just ditched Quan?" And I was. I didn't understand why he did. And then it's like he remembered suddenly that he owed John and then went back. <laughs> How did he get back I, to rubble the first time? I, none of it makes sense. Zero. Oh, okay. Any of it makes sense. Space um, All right. I did think I missed uh, the beginning part of that episode when we were yeah. back. It reminded okay. me a lot of uh, Game of Thrones where they're suddenly teleporting to the wall and back and you're wondering, <laughs> exactly. is there something magical I'm not getting here? And it turns out, no. Like, maybe there's just an edited c- a scene. Well, they it's got the planet Madrigal. Or... It's fantastical and magical. Um, <laughs> so. Oh, God. Uh, but yeah, back to Venture. Um, no, I kept waiting for him to do something more evil. Uh all he did is t- kill her aunt. I, I I don't. I guess I didn't yeah, see he the had his moments, but of his evilness. Like didn't feel he, like he, he was peaked. supposed to. He was supposed to represent that the UNSC is an oppressive force yeah. that puts his boot on the back yeah. of Madrigal's people. But we literally never saw that he had any <laughs> bad influence on Madrigal other than he pro- he produced security for them against the Covenant. And, yeah. and even that's what Quan's, you know, Aunt General says is, but he's providing us security. And I, I guess I, I was waiting for the moment where I got to see why there needed to be a resistance and right. he was defeated before that ever happened and and i was actually very surprised that he that that was the end of him i i i mean i i'm almost hoping he comes well except that i don't want to see any more of the storyline i'm almost hoping he comes back with like half a burn yeah face, yeah just like crawling out of the rubble and you know going yeah, after sword but honestly i don't i don't want to see any more of this and if they had all burned that would have been for the best so sarah yeah this guy is like a complete you know original creation of the show so you're not really missing any background with this and i would even say even further than that like this is a side of halo that's never really explored anywhere except in like the deep you know like books and stuff like that of like this whole the unsc is really bad and like works with bad people but yeah like i, I don't know was the connection that like did this make sense to you did this guy click for you no i honestly didn't even read him as being a big bad at all i just i feel like the magical storyline has been so underdeveloped for me that i've struggled to figure out why i care mm-hmm. and vishner dying i was like okay um it did not have an emotional uh ha- I, I was just very okay he's dead now Quan is happy but no connection to it um kind of happy we're probably moving a little bit out of magical and magical's enemies ideally but i don't know i was very unimpressed with vishner kwan magical in general (laughs) i think my literal only emotional attachment to that entire thing was i was kind of happy soren got some money 
like, yeah, uh, score. Yeah. You got you some know, coins. I had, yeah, I had to watch that episode <laughs> two times to be like, why? Why? So it's sort of like on the second watching, it was, I, I guess I wasn't paying attention the first time, but it, it's like the control room for the mining operation, but it's also like the living quarters. Like, so people are kind of going on these deployments to these, it seems like, you know, these mining operations and like living out there. Like she's harassing that, that one soldier kid in her flashback about, about doing, but I was like, why is there this box of money in like a work? You know what I mean? Like control panel. Like what is like the plan there? I didn't really, (laughs) yeah, I didn't really get that. But I too was like, I felt strangely good about, uh, Soren. I know, wanted being... Soren to get something out of all of this. Like, well, what? interesting. You know, Halo yeah. is not this type of video game, but it all felt very video gamey to me. Where there was like, you know, like I again, I've been watching uh, Julia play Mass Effect, and like, there's always like, you can be bad and you can get powerful and get lots of money and be bad, or you can be like really good and altruistic and you can get lots of money and become really powerful and be. And it, like to me, Soren's choices were like that, where it was sort of like he could have betrayed John, but it almost seems like that would have caused more problems for him in the end. And he would have had this other set of people after him. And like, in some ways this seemed like this all worked out really well for him in the end. Like he had a setback, but now he's got a big pile of money and he's got a new ship and, you know, squirrel has got his foot broken. So he knows who's, who's boss now. And you know, things, uh, things seem good for him. So yeah, I was like sort of happy for him, but it really left me scratching my head about like what we're where we're going from here, I guess. Um, and yeah. like I, I really to me at the beginning of this episode, I really felt like, OK, I am I understand we need to go back to Quan, but like they need to connect it clearly back to the John part of the story in this episode. And they like really didn't do that, except in sort of a prophecy sort of way yeah and i guess is that a segue into this second part here or are we going after because i i gotta say i'm not i'm not enthused by the connection that they've made there uh i i i thought it's necessary to have a connection but now that they're introducing what that connection is i just kind of wish they hadn't yeah, let's kind of let's kind of introduce yeah. that connection, and then we'll find a we'll find a breaking point to do our dumb episode review. But so, Megan, explain <laughs> the what is the connection that you're referring to? I mean, it's the connection to the lore, not necessarily connection to Master Chief. I, uh, I, and I still don't a hundred percent get it or get what we were supposed to get. But you know, obviously, they have a portal. I don't know what it's a portal to did yeah, they say some, and this is on madrigal there's some portal yeah like out there's in the some desert somewhere well looking portal and thing. the mystics don't protect it but they like tell other people to protect it and are totally fine with it not being protected when the teen is having a temper tantrum but so long as her temper tantrum is like loud enough then she's allowed to be protector again yeah they're really loose <laughs> on the like chain of custody of i just is... love that they said she wasn't mature enough and then she starts screaming and yelling, and they're like, "Yeah, you know what? No, never mind. Mature enough. You're fine." Well, she you broke that this. rock on the chief's armor. Like, I think she's really proven herself as somebody who will smash rocks against things uh, until something happens. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then we saw a monitor, one of the forerunner monitors. I think it was exactly at minute twenty-two thirty 
or was it 23? Something like that. If somebody needs to go back and check at all what Is I'm that talking because about. because you watched it seven times? I had to go back because I, I didn't see it. I saw it labeled as an Easter egg. Which I think is funny because I think it was supposed to be a major supposed to be like war a major moment, plot development. not just a <laughs> for Halo fans, not just a fun nudge. I think that was supposed to be something big. Um, so, so I, let's. So the scene you're talking about is after you know we'll we'll talk about some of this a little later, but it's basically in a, a vision that Quan is having, and she encounters her ancestor standing at a well. And I guess inside that well is a portal and there's a little flying robot that Megan and I know as the monitor who flies down into that portal. Um, Sarah, like, I am so curious. Did you, (laughs) what did you make of this? Um, I definitely did not know it was a monitor or what a monitor was. I really was just like, okay, there's a portal. I'm hoping this connects back to John, but I did not think anything of it. Just that Quan has been feeling very like disconnected from the John storyline and that I felt like we see him in her little dream sequence. We've now presented this portal. They've got to come together somehow, but definitely nothing, nothing more than that. So I'm probably going to go back and watch to look to see the monitor. Yeah. You, I mean, he's what a- those are. <laughs> He's only there for a second, and it like it abruptly leaves. And even even the guy he's talking to seems kind of like, "Whoa!" Like they're like, "Where are you going?" You know. Um, so, I, yeah, I don't know. Well, like let's let's talk uh, implications about everything in a minute. But yeah, I I really thought that was, a, yeah, I was totally with you, Megan. Like they seem to be way too casual and like not giving enough screen time to something that seemed like a really big deal um and and let's take a break now and talk a little bit about what that all means uh in just a minute so uh time for uh what is quickly becoming my favorite part of the show uh our dumb episode review so each week we share an anonymous uh anonymously submitted no i'm sorry it's not submitted anonymously but we don't read people's names uh review of the episode uh this week on imdb um megan has a great find this week and i will turn it over to you megan for this week's dumb episode review i do want to point out i I was thinking almost that we should find a 10 out of 10 because those would be so much more rare i found like three out of 120 and two of those were were joking Oh yeah, that's a good point. Cause, cause yeah, it wasn't, it was actually like kind of hard to find. Like I had to scroll for a while past a yeah. bunch of good reviews last week. And I'm like, I don't imagine you had that. Yeah. Problem. Well, and especially because a lot of these, the, as you said, the point of these dumb reviews is simply that we seem to have a different take. Um, I, I hated this episode. Uh, so I wanted to find a different take and, and I really didn't. I just, now, right. now I'm just excited to read one that, that says my feelings and, and more of, um, a vitriolic tone than I would take. Um, but yeah, yeah sure. They it. work on, they work on different levels, but yeah, go yeah, ahead. Take it away. Yeah. All right. One out of 10. I hope the person who is in charge of this episode ends up in jail. <laughs> This must be the top-notch ultra Shayet episode I've seen in my whole bloody life. Who the hack approved <laughs> this piece of cap? Whoa, wow. Please, please do not make this mistake again and fire that galore 
Nobody, I mean, nobody cares about her. Fire 41 that. out of 51. 41 out of 51 <laughs> people at the time you sent me that screenshot found that review helpful, which is very <laughs> revealing. Um, so, yeah, not like we, we don't need to, you know, do a full biopsy on this one. But uh, I love top-notch ultra shite episode, I think is what they're trying to say. I love top-notch shite. Uh, and then I love, you know, there's a common theme here that when people are annoying or boring, they should be, uh, killed or thrown in jail. Uh, And, um, you know, I don't know, maybe next time, you know, if people are listening to this, like, think about that before you post a review on IMDb. That's a little, uh, that's a little messed up. Um, but anyway, thanks, Megan. That was a great find. Uh, I kept going back to our, you know, our thread and our notes for this episode and reading that headline. I hope the person who was in charge of this episode ends up in jail. <laughs> and it makes me laugh every single time. Uh, I, I can't not laugh. Um, so... Uh, let's move on from uh, laughter to possible tears and get into some of um, the, I don't know, I keep I keep saying the spiritual or meaning side of this episode, um, and I think that's what they wanted us to take away from it, but uh, in a lot of ways it felt like the bizarre filler um, kind of part of the episode to me. Um, basically, uh, as I mentioned, Quan was semi-abducted by these mystics and, um, th- you know, after insisting to them uh, that she is ready and she is super brave, they give her the chance to demonstrate that, I don't know, whatever, whatever they're trying to get out of her bravery or something. Um, <clears throat> and she drinks, I don't know, like, I guess it's deuterium, I guess it's heavy water, but it's like, it's like spiritual heavy water and she ends up fighting some kind of like spirit master chief um, to the death repeatedly. He like kills her over and over again um, until finally she sort of gives up and asks, asks chief, what do you want? Uh, And then we see him without his helmet on and he kind of, you know, Megan, I think you described that as like transforming from chief to John. Um, And once she's, asking him what he's doing there instead of just treating him as an enemy he lifts her up by the hand and sort of leads her to this weird prophecy situation that i we talked a little bit about earlier where kwan sort of encounters her her you know great relative initially who tells her uh you know as as chief is walking away this forefather of kwan says he'll be back here soon and you'll show him the way and I want to tag that. We're going to come back and talk about that. Um, but then uh, we see this kind of Marvel-esque, I thought, Marvel movie-ish thing where like Quan's relatives transform into like this string of relatives like throughout the past that have like, I guess it was the line of protectors, right, that we were seeing. Um, and it ends up with her father. And boy, if there's one thing I love in like my stories, it's when a character is able to like magically learn something from their own brain or from like a dead person just because they took like a special drink that made them sick or whatever but um her father basically is like oh yeah you're totally right i should have told you if i had known our whole planet was going to get blown up by aliens i would have like let you know about this prophecy um and we're protectors and there's this portal and we need to guard it and so that sort of gives kwan this um renewed renewed sense of purpose i guess um so i i mentioned that line uh that 
Quan's ancestor says uh, about John. He says he'll be back here soon, and you'll show him the way. That's the closest thing we have to anything that like kind of ties this back to our main, you know, Spartan-related storyline. Um, but Megan, you you sort of taught us the tricks of the trade a couple episodes of Forward Unto Quan ago when it comes to heroes who voice their plans and sort of what that tends to mean for those heroes plans when they give voice to them uh how does this one work i mean this was like a an ancestor who's already dead uh so the fact that he said it does that mean it's not going to be this clear cut or is this different because it's a ghost and and we're getting towards the end of the season and and we really need to start connecting the dots here i think the fact that it's cryptic enough means that whatever is supposed to happen is going to happen he didn't say who he is, even though we all know who they're talking about. And they didn't say what the portal leads to, even though I think we can all guess where it leads. But because it wasn't said explicitly, then yeah, I I assume it's going to happen exactly how it's supposed to. And so let's sort of like, you know, let Sarah in on some of what we've been talking about here. The monitor, this, you know, that spherical hovering robot thing in the games are sort of the, the, caretakers and and instruction instruction givers um of the halo ring installations right and sarah do you know what the purpose of the halo rings like I, what they're, they're for i don't know yeah so so they're like this this you know i like spoil you know you're gonna get spoiled in this in this podcast episode like in a, in a yeah. big way but like that's one of the things that's fascinating about this show right is they know that most of their audience already knows this stuff but they're also clearly trying to pick up an audience who doesn't know this stuff and like watching them thread that needle is interesting but the halo rings are designed to wipe out all sentient life in the entire galaxy so activating them would be bad right and like the covenant activating them would be bad um but i think both sides right now sort of don't realize that they think it's just a powerful weapon that they could maybe use uh, on one another and so the way that these monitors are in the games um the the initially i, I think always played by tim Dadabo. they're the super annoying he's a great voice actor at being very irritating and they, they play these super annoying characters and they see you the player character in the games a human a spartan and they think, uh, but they also do this with non-Spartans, any human. They they basically assume, oh, good. There is no human. chosen one in the game. Yeah, all humans are kind all of humans. filling that that role, yeah. are able to do what the chief is able to do and sort of like activate this stuff in the games. And the monitor is like helping them do that, right? And and the whole plot of the first game is like you running around trying to be like, cool, let's activate the halo. And then Cortana is like, dude, you're an idiot. You're going to kill us all. Don't activate the halo. This is bad. We need to stop this guy, right? Um, and, and then so... the monitor like st- starts shooting lasers at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, so my <laughs> assumption... He's displeased. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so my assumption is that the portal leads to the halo ring. It's gotta. And yeah. I must... Like, I would kind of imagine that dialogue or whatever that we didn't hear between Quan's ancestor and the monitor that popped out of the portal. I, I'm imagining that that monitor sees the human, these protectors, as uh, reclaimers, right? As... Uh, people who are are here to safeguard and potentially activate the rings. 
I won't get into why, what the criteria is for activating the rings, Sarah, but it hasn't really happened. So at this point, I don't think that robot would be trying to be like, yeah, come activate Halo, right? Like come blow up. Well, there's the no galaxy. need to at right. this point that we exactly. know of. Right, exactly. Um, like a giant war would not like qualify in, in any way. Okay. Um, so but this, I got to say this, this pisses me off so much yeah, more. Yeah. Like I, I already did not like Quan or her side story. And they said, you know what? We're, or obviously they were going to tie her in somewhat. If I knew they were going to tie her in as the great betrayer of all of humanity and sentient life in the universe, like I, I would have said, nah, never mind. Don't, please don't tie that in. I, oh, yeah. That's an interesting point because, yeah, why <laughs> would anybody, like, what's the point of anybody gaining access to Halo if not to. Yeah. She's clearly. It's bad. It's ba- key, as soon as the she's mod- like the key to like yeah she's the like key the key to bad to like stuff. The she's she's that, the like, one who opens Pandora's stuff. box. She's that's that's not right. a good role. Yeah, that's and, bad. And it's hilarious for this to be like her mystical thing is being even worse than she ever has been. It's like written in her DNA that she is the downfall of like the chief. And humanity so, and everything she touches. <laughs> like, yeah, I just, Sarah. I, 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 yeah, I just wanted to throw a fit. Yeah, totally. Sarah, what do you make of like the connection between Quan and Chief? Like, it feels a little Kylo, uh, you know, Kylo Ren, Ray ish to me. Maybe that they're trying to do, but like, you know, they keep having visions of one another. Um, and like, how is that playing for you? Um, or, or where do you see that going? Yeah, I'm not really sure. Now knowing what Halo rings do, that's like opening up a whole world of possibilities that are terrible on what could happen now. I genuinely feel like Quan has been presented as, for lack of a better word, a little unstable when it comes to anything outside of protecting Madrigal. So giving her this amount of power is very concerning to me, at least. I am not sure how that ties her back to John. Part of me feels like, I don't, I feel like they might end up being enemies somehow or each other's downfall. Like, Gosh, I just feel like it's I had never not, thought that, that would be cool if they actually became enemies. Show, that I, yeah, I, I was talking about this, man, yeah, I would be into that. Yeah, I just, if I like Quan like, full on became like a monitor, like, I, I just thought she would be a, a hapless betrayer, which would make me upset. But if she was an intentional betrayer, then I'd be all right. I think it's possible. Possible, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I I hadn't really considered it. And, you know, there is always room in this timeline for them to change what the Halo rings do, but I don't think they would. I think that's kind of something that they wouldn't mess with. Um, But they have messed with, like, functionally how they work in a big way. And that's the biggest thing for me that, again, I'll use that word distracting was like, I felt like we already had enough pieces in play, right? We already had these blessed ones and we already had two artifacts. And one of these artifacts is already a key for another artifact. So like, I will say it's very on brand for Halo to be both repetitive and very like key oriented. Um, however, it, I was sort of like, oh man, you know, we have, now we have another thing to keep track of. We have another, now there's a portal and Quan is somehow the key to that portal in a way that like, doesn't seem to map onto anything we're familiar with in the games. Um, and it just felt like one extra piece on the board 
that I really just don't understand. Well, and it's very removed tonally. The thing about the the Halo series is that it, it is sci-fi, but it, it's one of those so high-minded sci-fi that it almost becomes fantasy sort of thing, where it's like it, it's not actually trying to work it's not trying to actually techno babble at you enough that you think that uh this could actually happen in real life it's not that kind of sci-fi um and they do that a lot when they talk about artifacts in in the in the game it's always kind of funny when they say oh activate this artifact and it'll just kind of do whatever you want by having glowy flashy lights yeah you just gotta hold Um, x yeah but at least you were supposed to imagine that it was sci-fi goings on that made the artifact function it felt a bit mystical in that you have no idea how it works, but it's about as mystical as like a microwave should be to the forerunners. You know, <laughs> it's just like they might not understand, but it, they, they do get that it is it, it's, it's yeah. functional in a non-magical way. So them introducing literal magic into the show is, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm finally on board with all those people who are saying that they're kind of like, crapping on the halo lore because until then i was like oh they're just adding to the halo lore this to me was a complete derail and i i don't like it i don't like it i want it to stop and i hope this is the end of that um yeah and and like it was just so trite you know i've talked about tropes and and this this the entire episode was just trope after trope after trope and none of it seemed to actually fit into halo it seemed like they just opened up a book and said what can we throw at this and see what sticks and and nothing nothing it was all bad i just coming in coming in hotter than that banshee on the last mission of halo when she (laughs) crashes it but like yeah i i do agree with you and there were multiple times where julia and i sort of looked at each other like especially when with kwan fighting the chief and we're sort of like what's what are we supposed to be getting out of this? You know what I mean? Like this is indeed imagery I have seen in, in other, you know, shows and movies, but like, usually I kind of get the point And this time. I totally, yeah, didn't. it made sense in game of Thrones when they're all in a hut with all women with a fire in the middle talking about battles. It doesn't make sense in this. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, Sarah, any more thoughts on this kind of part of it? I want to circle back just super, super quick to talk about Soren actually for one second. But any other final thoughts or, or questions about, uh, you know, this, like the, the the spiritual side of this episode, for lack of a better term? Not really. I just really am intrigued to see, like, where it goes from there. And if they, like, actually go back and, like, bring up, specific aspects of it that will make more sense later on and not just have it be a throwaway of she found herself yeah and learned she's a protector yeah and it's super weird like it's yeah it's, it's also so strange to me that we started on this planet the covenant were there an artifact was there but now those things aren't like the covenant seem go i liked all the i liked all the the corpses like strewn about when uh when kwan goes in there so this is uh, what aliens look like or whatever venture said yeah yeah <laughs> but uh yeah actually i'll use that as my circle back segue uh because i just wanted to talk super quickly about the actual combat itself because that is one area where i still feel like this show actually does actually a really good job um the whole sequence to me of like Quan convincing Soren to uh, kind of do her plan where they blow up the gas and then her needing to like go under the base. 
was like, I felt like I understood who was doing what and where they were in that plan. And there were some really cool shots of like Quan scrambling under a vehicle and then soldiers like entering the frame behind her and like looking around that I was just really impressed by. And I've become so used to shows doing the stupid like character behind the box, character behind the box, guard looks behind the box and the character isn't there and they smack him in the back of the head. And, it, you know, it was just cool to see like a scene that felt like thought out and i loved how just like calmly soren is just like i don't know what was up with his like fake dying but i love how he just calmly like pulls out his knife and he just zips around the corner and like throws it into one guy's face and then like does like a hand-to-hand takedown on these two other guys and that was a really cool moment oh yeah like he's 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 essentially a spartan in most ways you know uh and holy cow like he's he doesn't have the full gear but he's still like a a killing machine um so i just wanted to touch on that because i was really excited by uh the fighting um and megan there was an awesome uh i i don't know if you want to call it easter egg but uh you know just a wonderful halo moment when kwan is sort of cornered and she sees this like blue thing on the ground and i like i was so pumped i was sitting there watching the tv and i was like oh she's gonna do it she's gonna do it um and then she did indeed stick that plasma grenade to that guy's back uh and that was that and was i really do like exciting. that it kind of zoomed out and it was in the background that this guy just puffs into blue smoke and i think it's venture that turns around i was like uh-huh <laughs> like, yeah just... <laughs> but I don't know, uh I yeah, I did think that the combat sequence was super cool, and al- although I I disliked the episode immensely, I was entertained. I yeah, didn't get right. bored. I didn't think, oh man, look at the time. I you know, especially in that second half, I I did think you know I was kind of on the edge of my seat. I didn't care about the exactly what happens, but I did think it was quite cool, and I I enjoyed the stakes, and I do like Soren. Um, so I, I was disappointed when he got shot and I I'll was excited when he got money. So, you know, that's, yeah. Yeah. So Sarah, I'm, are these, like, are you enjoying the battle sequences too? Because a big part of, I think, Megan and my enjoyment of them is seeing these things like the plasma grenades show up and, and stuff like that. So without sort of that being as exciting for you, are they, are they still like fun to watch for you? No, they definitely are. I was, I did think maybe I wouldn't like them after the first episode, but I've, really enjoyed a lot of the battle scenes i didn't know that was a plasma grenade but it was pretty cool to see the splatter in behind like behind the camera cut i do also like soren as well and it is really interesting to see how he can and does still fight like a spartan but like a spartan who has lived his own life for many years and still kind of has a heart as we see because he went back for kwan which i don't really agree with but it's still like very interesting and i do like having soren scenes with kwan because it keeps them interesting to me at least yeah I'll, I'll second all of that and i love his combination of just like terrible bedside manner but also like yeah like he does really seem to care about honoring his commitment to john um and like we said it worked out well for him with the bag full of money but uh, i think that yeah. is uh, cool the way he plays that I do want to be, I wish I could be in the pitch meeting where they were all talking about the character Soren and they said, okay, now Soren, he's obviously a, he's a, he's a Spartan, but he's different. And so we, we don't want to give him a Spartan weapon, but we do want to give him something iconic. What should it be? And someone says, 
hey, I've been playing a lot of Destiny, and there's this cool gun called Last Word. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I, at first I thought, that's dumb. In a sci-fi world, (laughs) why would a six-shooter be what you Oh, Megan, you gotta talk to Togusa-san from Section 9. But anyway, go on. Yeah, the more he uses it, I mean, because he's got impeccable aim, and he's he's got that trench coat thing going, so he's just whooshing it around. As there are a lot of trench coats in this one. Yeah, I, I, I I'm into it. I'm it's into working it. For I, him. I the crazy, cool, yeah. like, yeah, the whole like, I'm gonna run up to this like, you know, folding table that's not gonna provide any kind of cover, and I'm gonna jump over it, turn in midair. And then get shot in the neck by Venture. But, like, like I don't know what the, like, good version of that plan was going to result in other than him being laying cool. down behind a folding table that didn't provide yeah. any cover. And then Venture Solidature tells his guys to stop shooting. It's good that he did that because, like, they had him. Uh, <laughs> and then he's like, ow, shot in the neck. Uh, all better. What did, he, what did he do to his neck? It seemed like he was going to die. And then he, like, pulls, like, a rag off the ground. And it's just, like, fine. <laughs> I don't know. I was so confused. I thought he was totally going to die or I thought he was going to be in that vault and, and, and bleeding out as, as figured, you know, yeah. uh, as Quan starts to finally feel a little bit bad. Like she starts to think about other people in her life for the first time in her, you know, existence. Right, like she starts to realize but, there's a cost to, yeah. No, but instead they're just on the ship and, or he's on the ship just driving mm-hmm. away like, ha I've got my money. <laughs> Like, yeah, totally this, this I don't, vault I don't with know. the giant like slats in the door has protected us perfectly from this explosion. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they know yeah. what they're doing, mining that uh, heavy water uh, or whatever, and I don't. So, um, all right, let us wrap up uh, with a little uh, predicting. There are two episodes left in this season of Halo the series. Um, we, as in, you know, Megan, Cicero, and I, uh, I think have been sort of predicting maybe a giant Game of Thrones type of scale battle in uh, the penultimate episode, which would be the next episode, uh, complete with like lots of vehicles and uh, lots of Spartans and lots of Marines and lots of Covenant and maybe some dragons and stuff. Um, Honestly, I could still see that happening because this show has surprised me multiple times with how quickly it's jumped into things. But it's seeming more likely that we're not going to get another big battle until the final episode. Um, Megan, does that feel like where we're headed still to you? Does does what we saw in this episode and the reveal with the portal and everything change your thoughts about where we seem to be headed? Yeah, I mean, I think... <sighs> With Game of Thrones, they always do that penultimate battle so that the last episode they can do a bit of epilogue and lead into the next season. And they do have a lot of exposition to get through. The the battles kind of, when they finish, you're still a little confused about exactly where everybody stands and what this means for the greater Game of Thrones. Because there are not just two factions or three factions, there are infinite factions. So you have to understand exactly what this all means. Um... I get that it would make sense for this to, especially now that we're we're at the last two episodes, that we would just see it in the in the final episode because, and as we've mentioned before, the main characters, especially John, needs to somehow separate himself from everybody else and go to, and not everybody can be on Halo. It's not it's not going to be him, Soren, McKee, Halsey. It's not going to be the whole 
posse that ends up just in a united form on Halo, unless I've severely misjudged uh, what they're trying to do. Um, I think somehow it's going to be a final battle, and they're going to end up skipping out somehow. Um, but yeah, I that's that's my guess. Yeah, I mean, it is it is in some ways it's a little fun to not really be sure where it's going at this point but i think we're both like kind of teetering on the edge of like uh, it, it really seems questionable how well they'll land it at this point but but they, it does seem possible that they'll land it really well um sarah what are you watching for or expecting in these final two episodes of season one of halo yeah i think less battle sequency i'm really hoping for a few more answers mostly with the Keys family. I want to see Quan and John back together somehow and connect those two two storylines. I do see though the possibility for the penultimate battle. Something about it seems like it might happen towards the end of the episode and lead in for the final to like I don't know, conclude on said battle. I could see it happening. But it yeah. wouldn't be till the end of the episode. Like uh, it's definitely not gonna be beginning or middle, but I could see it at the end. But just like but just like that last big battle we had on Aridness that we talked about a couple times here, where like the first part of the episode is all this other stuff, and then Cortana is like slip space rupture detected, and you're like, Oh, it's on. Um yeah, I could I could still see that maybe happening uh toward the end of this one. Let me ask you both a couple of uh, uh quick lightning round questions. <clears throat> Megan, uh first, and then Sarah. Is a Soren gonna pull a Han Solo and show back up and swoop in and save the day somehow at some point? I mean, didn't he just do that? No, again, but he's like now he's he got his creative money and he's he's got his ship. Like that's that's what I'm right. asking. Do you yeah, think Soren so, right. is sort of done and and we've sort of like we got this big name actor, you know, sort of big name actor I, for a season, and so now he's I walking away happy. That but... was, I thought that was gonna happen a while ago somehow Quan was going to get the resistance together. He was going to say, I got my money, I'm out, and then come sweeping in and, and do some stuff. But all that entire resistance plot line just kind of fell through, and I don't I don't see Sauron in Halo. I don't see a place for him. Uh, I, I'm okay. not saying he won't show up, because I don't see a place for half these characters. So yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't see it. I don't see it. Sarah, how about you? Same question. Do you think Sauron is going to you know, show back up and how? I personally want Soren to take his money and go home and stay there, but I feel like they've done a like really good job of trying to show and express the loyalty he has to John. And I feel like if somehow John wants him somewhere or indicates he could be of help, he'll be there. But yeah. it is a lot of characters to have in one place yeah. at once. When, when he could help behind the scenes somehow. I, I just I just don't see him joining the front. But, when he's standing there, but yeah, I mean, they have done a lot to establish him. And, weird, yeah, but. to me, when he was standing there on Madrigal telling Quan, like, I don't, I don't go in for this type of silly lost causes. I was like, okay, see you soon, Han. Like, uh, and based on <laughs> another Paramount yeah, yeah. Plus franchise, Star Trek, they they have leaned super heavily on that. Uh, there was uh, there was uh, one where two Star Trek shows that that like had finales like within a month of each other both had uh william Riker show up in his uh ship and save the day on, on the titan um so that's my vote on that lightning round question my second lightning round question uh is is Quan gonna end up being bad megan i think you already have sort of given your answer but um yeah let's go ahead 
make it official. I I would like that to happen. I think she might unintentionally mess things up. I think that's probably more likely as she she'll just continue down that route, but yeah, on a yeah. more epic universal scale. Uh, but but as Sarah, I mean, I think it would be super cool for her to intentionally become like a forerunner lackey, <laughs> yeah. just like get some sweet armor uh, and full out reclaimer this. Sarah, Have a laser are... gun. What what's that laser gun? This is a sentinel. The, the spark. Well, uh, the the sentinels have a little beam, but you're thinking of just the uh, cleverly named Spartan laser. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which I think is just awesome. a nickname for it. But anyway, uh, Sarah, do you think Quan is going to uh, develop into a villain, or will her and Chief remain on the same side? I hope she's a villain as well. I I think. I I feel like they need to do something with her character that's different, and I feel like making her a villain would be that. So I'm gonna go with villain yeah She's i haven't really uh, yeah and you're our, you're our guest so we will you'll never we don't really have to ever hold you accountable for your responses here so you might as well shoot for the moon but it's something i had never really thought about before but as we've been having this conversation it would be a brilliant use of everyone's you know saved up ill will toward this character um anyway uh and uh, hold then, on. i do want to jump in real quick um yeah. when uh, Quan was by herself back at the mining facility and she heard a noise and she turned and it was Soren. I was crossing my finger. I knew it wasn't going to happen, but I was crossing my fingers. A grunt was going to come out and it was just going to be Quan and a grunt. Like that, that's the rest of that story. It's just them, them, the, the team, the dream I team. <laughs> really hope that they, st- they put out some, uh, Halo, you know, animated shorts or comics or something like this and have a little bit of, yeah, show a little bit of the fun side of Halo in some way because there hasn't been a lot of room for it in the show and I think that's fine. Uh, but like when Chief chucked his pistol at the the grunt's head, that was like, that was incredible and I really liked that. And so they're obviously, you know, aware of that side of Halo and I'd like to see him explore it more. Uh, very, very final lightning round question before we end our episode is, uh, when do you think we will have this big battle or, or do you think it will happen at all? Sarah, let's go to you first. Are you going to stick with your end of, end of episode eight prediction or switch it up? No, I am. I think end of episode eight, but like closer to the end, not even a halfway point. It's going to be probably last 10 minutes yeah. leading into the final episode. Yeah, that would kind of fit with uh, a couple of the other larger battles they've done. Megan, what's your prediction for when we'll see this, if if and when? Yeah, I mean, I'm torn, but just to be contrary, I'm going to say episode nine. Yep, uh, I'm going to go, actually, yeah, I'm going to go with you, Megan. I, I sort of hope Sarah's right, but yeah, I do think it will be episode nine. I think they're going to leave themselves very, very little room to pick up the pieces. Like, I think it'll be one of those, like I have the Paramount Plus with commercials. I think it'll be like big battle, last commercial break before the credits, and and then like the final seven or eight minutes of wrap up. And then another commercial before the credits because Paramount Plus is, is fantastic. Um, speaking of Paramount Plus, you're welcome for this wonderful focus group episode where uh, we talked all about how people with experience and without a lot of Halo experience are, are perceiving and interacting with your show. Uh, so feel free to 
Venmo us some money. Uh, that does it for this episode of Forward Under Quan. Uh, I want to thank my fellow reclaimers that make this show possible every week, Megan Watt and Cicero Holmes. Uh, and a very special thank you this week to our guest, uh, Sarah Norris. It was really great talking about Halo with you. Thank you so much for being here, Sarah. Yeah, no, it was really great being with you guys too. Looking forward to listening next week. Yeah, thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. Uh, and of course, a huge thank you to our listeners. Please tell a friend about us. There are two more episodes of Halo this season. We will be here for them both, and we are not quite done with special guests just yet for the season. So keep watching, and we will see you next time on Forward Unto Quan. <laughs> <laughs>